Hello and welcome to episode 27 of My Freelance Life, a podcast from the team here at Milo.co. I'm Preston and with me here on the air is my friend Andy. Hey Andy, how you doing? Hello, good, thanks. Good, man. Hey, uh, if you've listened to the show before, folks, you know that Andy quit his job about a year ago, and this show is a regular check-in between me and Andy to see what really happens when you decide to work for yourself full-time, when you decide to start freelancing full-time, be your own boss. You'll find show notes for this episode at FreelanceLifePodcast.com. You'll also find show notes and links from all of our other episodes there. You can catch up on Andy's journey. And um, we're going to dive right into today's conversation because it's been a couple weeks since Andy and I have talked. What we love about freelancing uh, and our freelance lifestyles is the flexibility that it offers. But sometimes that means that I go on a field trip with my daughter instead of talking to Andy. And that makes me sad. So I'm really excited to catch up with Andy and see what, what he's been up to. Andy, lay it on me, man. How's, how's the last couple weeks been? Uh, they've been... Uh, half and half, I think. I had a, a good week and then a not so good week. Bummer. Yeah. Yeah. That's about right. I mean, it's 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 not like the end of world end of the world sort of bad week or like or like bad things happening in the freelancing. It was just a, a week that just wasn't as stellar in terms of I mean, there's when you're freelancing, you are your sole motivation source and and so some some weeks for some reason I just and I I wonder I wonder how much of this is due to the freelancing like environment or scenario I find myself in and how much of it is due to just me personality wise but um so yeah some of the time since we last talked was great I was you know on a roll really getting a lot of good projects done and then some of it I just kind of was like meh I don't feel like doing as much right now. And, and so I didn't, and then didn't make as much money, obviously, as a result of that. Yeah, that's so interesting that you say that. Like, it's one thing I definitely did not expect um, with, uh, you know, going full time with my own business was like, uh, I don't know what you said really resonated about, about being your own motivation, I guess. It's, it's just so interesting. Like I was always highly motivated when this mm-hmm. thing was a side hustle and I'm still very, very motivated, but like there are some days where it's just like, I kind of don't want to work today. <laughs> and, and there's like, and if I don't work, then I kind of don't get paid and, uh, it, it becomes a problem because it's easy to just sort of, uh, not work or, or put in half the effort or something and, and without coworkers or a boss or something, it can be tough. Yeah. And I mean, that part of the, the benefit of freelancing is that if you have a day like that, in theory, you could just say, okay, I'm going to take a day off and then do something, do something else today. But right. Yeah. Which, which yeah. I've done and you know, it can pay off. But I continue, but it's, you can only do that so much before right. it could start to affect your business. Yeah. And I think my dream is to sort of build a business that allows me to do that more often. And I think that's starting to come to fruition, you know, like I, or I can take half days or whatever. I love the flexibility of being able to like mm-hmm. go on a field trip or uh, go to a Halloween party. At, if you can, I guess if you can tell, we're recording this around Halloween time. I went to a Halloween party at my daughter's kindergarten class. Like it's fun to be able to do those kinds of things. But yeah, if you're not careful, that can bleed over too much and eventually your business starts to suffer. Yeah, I agree with you too. I know you, you've often asked me on the show if I have plans of, turning this, um, this 
this free work, this freelancing consulting work that I'm doing into something that's more passive income for me by turning it into an agency or something. Yeah. And I definitely have goals of making it or doing doing the same thing uh, that you're suggesting, making it something that is more more passive income based. And I, again, I, like we've talked about before, I don't know if it will end up being the same type of work I do now that I take on a sort of more managerial or owner role, or if I may create something else that's outside of like the the type of automation consulting I do now. But I totally have the same the same sort of goal where it's not so still not so tied to the amount of time that I put into it. Yeah. Okay, so so walk me through it a little bit. I mean, you say you had a good week and a bad week. Let's maybe start with uh, the good week. That was the first week, right? Um, how, how, I mean, what made, yeah, what made it good? What, what's going well? And and um, what what wins have you had lately? Well, let's see. I'm trying to think of what. So we don't accidentally talk about something we talked about in the last episode, but um, I've had. Oh, I know one. This is actually. We could talk about this, even though this is from a few days ago or something, maybe during the time that it was not as good of a week, uh, freelancing speaking. But I, there was a certain client that I was, I was bidding on a project for them and it, it kind of took a while for the, for the whole process to go through. I don't, it must've been something that they were doing on their side, trying to decide who to hire or or just trying to verify that it would be the right choice, but they did um, decide to move forward with me. I'm really excited for this one because um, the project is just going to be so so fun. It's like so perfectly laid out. It's there's something about like trying to solve a problem. That's a lot of what I do, and I find it really enjoyable. Like it's like solving pu- puzzles, the sort of things I do. But sometimes there's like certain types that are just it's not like a fun challenge. It's like a really frustrating challenge that is just feels like it's going nowhere. And then there's some that's just like, it's a challenge, you know, can be done. And it's just a matter of putting together all the pieces. And that's kind of what this one is like. It's just going to be kind of fun. It's fairly straightforward. It's just a matter of getting in and doing the work. And um, I'm really excited for it. And it, it's one they hired me at my full rate. And so that's a a great thing to have another client um, like that on the books. And, and it's also working in, in Airtable, which is a a platform where you can build, it's like the, the Google sheets of databases. And so I get a build in this, in this platform that I really enjoy, but I don't get to work a lot in it for other clients. So um, this is kind of going uh, away from what you asked a little bit, but this is something that's good that's happened lately is that I, the main thing I guess is that I landed another client in at my, at my full posted rate. There you go. Yeah. That's a huge win. And, um, I, I totally, what you said resonates with me. Like there are some problems to be solved that are fun to solve. And there are some problems to solve that it's just like, yeah, <laughs> can I hire someone to solve this? Or, or like, uh, this is what I signed up for. Um, when I decided to start working for myself, there's sort of no one to to pawn this off on, but I, but yeah. but I guess you know that's okay. I think uh, it's very 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 cliche, but I love the saying that says like your worst day uh, working for yourself is still better than 
you know, a day working for someone else or something like that. And I just think like, yeah, those solving those problems can really suck, but, uh, in the long term, they're kind of not that big of a deal and it's worth plowing through those to get to the work that you really enjoy and to live the lifestyle that you really enjoy as well. Yeah, that's true because even when you're working for someone else, you might still have to do those sorts of, of projects, but there's something better about it for me anyway, that I enjoy more if it's at least working for myself at the same time, maybe because the, the struggle that you're going through more is more directly, uh, you're more, uh, how, how would you say this? It more directly pays you, I guess, for the struggle. It's not that you have to then filter that through an employer and then you get your cut from it. It's like more of the struggle, more of the, the, uh, there's like more of the, gosh, I'm struggling <laughs> more of the, more of the result of the struggle gets passed back to you. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. There's more payoff for you in the end. Like instead yeah. of a pat on the head and thanks yeah. for solving this problem, like it actually moves your business forward. And, and I also love the challenge of like, okay, this really sucked this time. So what am I going to do to make it better next time? Because a lot of times when you're in a job, you're just stuck with like certain processes or certain uh, resources or lack of resources or lack of processes. And so you're like stuck doing, that's why a lot of people dislike their job is because they are stuck doing the same work the same way and they're not allowed to innovate or frankly, they choose not to innovate. Uh, and, and, and what I love about doing your own thing is like, you can fix that. If you don't like something, if something's not working, you can stop doing it. You can hire someone else to do it. You can find a better way to do it. You can find a different way that you at least enjoy more. Like there's for most things. Now there are, there are some things that just have to be done, right? And someone has to do them. And a lot of times it's you, especially when you're just a solo freelancer. But, um, for most things, I think you can find a better way that makes you happier and still gets the job done. That is a great point. That is, that is so real for me as well, that when you're, when you're working for someone else, you're stuck using their, their systems. And sometimes it's not bad. I, I remember feeling that um, with our last employer that you and I both worked for. Um, right around the time that I was about to leave, we were we had been switching to a new platform for tracking like all of our tasks and our workflow and everything. And for some reason, like I totally did not jive with that. It was um, it was both the software we're using and kind of like the new yes. um, work structure and. Okay. And it like, I just, my mind did not fall easily into that. And, and I mean, there's a lot of things you could say with this, like in theory, I could have been feeling that way because like in the back of my mind, I knew I was going to be leaving soon. And so I never let myself fully like get invested in it. Ah, uh, yeah. Like and so it, there, yeah, there's yeah. something, probably a good portion of it is, is due to that. And there's also a portion of it due to the fact that I just, we were just getting started and so I wasn't getting familiar with it enough. Um, but it also, there could be some, some piece of this, um, that's just me not working well in that sort of system or something. And, but whatever the case may be, I I was feeling that way and it actually, it, (laughs) this is great. I don't know that I've ever told anyone this. Um, it kind of fueled my, desire to leave and made me do it when I did because ah so interesting because I knew that I was going to be leaving soon I knew that the freelancer thing was coming it was just we didn't know when at that time and I I was 
highly motivated. And if anyone from this job is is listening, this probably is coming out way worse <laughs> sounding than I actually felt about it. So take take it with a grain of salt. But um, I I felt I felt highly motivated to leave sooner because I knew that if I left sooner, I or like decided to leave sooner and told him, then I could kind of like exempt myself from having to do things exactly this way and and transitioning over to this new style and everything. I love, and, I love that. And and so it was kind of like, I just need to hurry and quit so I could stop doing this. Because if, I, if I'm going to quit in like a month or two months from now, then I'm going to have to get involved enough and really like build out this structure and build out this backlog and everything. But I know that I'm going to be leaving, so maybe I should just like get get on leaving, you know, get going with my leaving and then let, so that whoever else is going to be doing this work will be in that place and, and able to like start fresh with what they're doing (laughs) anyway. So, so yeah, I was working for myself. I can use whatever task management system I want. I mean, for good or ill, like I, I am there to, to build my own system and, and suffer the consequences of of me not <laughs> right. working it when I don't work and so and on. <laughs> let's so let's let's clarify really quick for for a few of the listeners <laughs> because I don't I don't think like I I don't think we're overly bad mouthing I think maybe you know if there is someone listening who was in management who which I kind of doubt but maybe uh, and frankly if you are listening like reach out to us we'd love to chat with you more about it if you're really interested but. But basically, here's what was happening. We were asked to use a Scrum system, which if you're familiar with like web development, uh, it's very popular methodology to get projects done quickly. Um, we won't dive into all the technicalities, but it's this basically project management method where uh, you focus on certain tasks in a certain order. And then we were asked to use, I think it was Asana, right? Uh, which was No, it was Jira. Oh, thank you. Yep, it was. So we were asked to use Jira, and um, Jira is basically software built for Scrum, and it and it. Um, I found it to be very, very cumbersome, and I think you're sort of alluding to that too. Where like I felt like some days I was spending more time managing the software and managing the process than I was actually getting real work done, and so to to further illustrate what you're talking about like when you're working for yourself or even I was on a team of two people at the company like it was me and one other person and then someone from management so i guess three people on our team we didn't need like the world's most robust scrum uh methodology and software which is what jira was like we didn't need all the bells and whistles that that jira provided we needed something more like trello which is like a really simplified Scrum uh, tool that just has some basic lists and and items in those lists called cards. Anyway, again, not to get all into the details, but um, mm. and, and I sympathize with someone who's running a big company with lots of people um, trying to get them all on the same page. That's got to be tough. And so I, you know, I can't fault someone one hundred percent. But this, you're right, is the perfect example of like. For a team of two, Trello was working really well for us. And then we moved to Jira and it was like everything besides working on Jira came to a halt. And we stopped making actual progress on the project we were working on. Mm. And it just wasn't working. And so if I had my way, I would have pivoted back to Trello immediately so that we could keep working on the projects we were working on. And that's exactly what we're talking about here. In a freelance lifestyle or a solopreneur lifestyle, you can 
pivot quickly and you can make that call. Like if, if you try something and it's not working, go back and try the other thing that was working or keep trying things until you find something that works. You have that flexibility. And I, I think that's something really powerful that not a lot of people consider about why they dislike their day job is there's that, that, I don't know if this is a word pivot ability, but this like that, like ability to pivot quickly and change quickly and change your mind, uh, doesn't exist a, a lot of times. Yeah. And I, I totally agree with you. This is, like I said, this is maybe coming out harsher than it actually was. And I'm not bad mouthing at all. And it's true that it would be really difficult to get like a whole company on the same page. And it makes sense why they were moving that direction. And it probably was kind of growing pains. Cause I mean, this was only being enacted for a few months at the time that I left. And, um, and I do think that like looking back, that was some of the things that um, the company like that would have been really uh, beneficial for the company. Like some of the low hanging fruit was to improve various systems. Um, yeah, a lot absolutely. of the like struggles that I found were just because not like centralized information and and so like this was part of that process was kind of getting building some systems out, which is interesting because this is like what I do for other people now. So. And in fact, being at this, at our, at our previous job, like it started something that started to get me like really interested in like building like efficient systems for these sorts of things. But anyway, I, I totally see why they were moving that way. And I, I know that part of it was me just being a little resistant to it, not <laughs> just cause I knew that I wasn't going to be there, but I mean, for whatever the, the full the full reasons were like, it, it definitely was nice to be able to, and it's funny you mentioned Trello cause I know that they used to use that in the past. Right. Yeah. And, uh, but that was like at a time when, well, you used it and I know some, there was like some funny jokes that people had with it. I use Trello now to manage client projects actually. And yeah, I use it now to run my whole business. Yeah. I, I like that I can choose the tools that work for me and, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Long live freelancing. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. I don't know. I'm on a I'm on a very like screw the day job, start freelancing kick today. Some days I'm a little softer, like, oh, you know, stay in your job, it's gonna be fine. You know, <laughs> don't don't make the leap or whatever. Today I'm just I'm on a very like, I don't know, screw it and do it sort of situation. So so I guess uh, I'll take that for what it's worth. I, I'd like to transition a little bit and talk about um the co-working space that you're working in. Because, oh, yeah. uh, you know, a couple episodes ago, we talked about it. And then uh, I guess you've probably been in it for a while. Before we dive into that, though, I do want to thank really quickly um, the sponsor of this episode. They're called Neat Company. And speaking of sort of organizing and getting systems in place, you know, when you're running a, a business, whether it's a freelance business or a solo business, there's a ton to keep track of. That's why we're even having this kind of conversation. Um, you know, there can be business receipts, invoices, business cards with contact info. There's all of these little details that exist sort of half in the paper world, half in the digital world. And Neat lets you eliminate all the extra paperwork, stuffing the drawers full of business cards and that kind of thing, hours of data entry. All you have to do is get the Neat app and or, or you can use your email or a scanner. You can input all of your important documents really quickly and easily and Neat will verify all the information. They'll verify it's organized and accurate and makes everything uh, all searchable. So like 
If you go to a networking event and you get a bunch of business cards from potential clients, you can scan those all in and then it'll save it in a CRM for you, a customer relationship management system for you. And then you can search those later to reach out to them and pitch them your services and that kind of thing. Very, very cool. You can create financial reports. Um, you can share them with your accountant. You can share this information with other people on your team. If you are growing a team, if you're just on your own, you can share it with people outside, obviously. Listeners of this show can try Neat completely free for 30 days. All you have to do is visit neat.com slash MFL. That's for my freelance life. And that's 30 days completely free, absolutely free. You just visit neat.com slash MFL. Thanks so much to Neat for supporting this show, helping us get it out to more freelancers and helping us tell Andy's story as he continues on his journey as a freelancer. Let's dive back in, Andy. I want to hear more about um, this co-working space that you've been in. You've been in it how long now? Well, it's quite coincidental timing. Right as we started to record our episode, I got a notification on my phone that I had been charged for my second month. So exactly one month today. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Thank you. It was, it was really difficult getting to this point and I would like to, uh, thank all the people. No, it was, a. it's been a good month. And I mean, the, you can obviously guess by the fact that I just said it was charged for my second month that I've decided to stay there. And, um, the reason why, well, there's a lot of reasons why, but, but I actually wrote this down cause I wanted to mention it in, in an episode sometime. I realized one day I left my computer sitting there on the desk, as I often do, and I walked away from it to go use the bathroom, or it might have even been for longer, like to walk across the street to Chipotle, of course, and go get lunch. And and as I was leaving my computer there, I thought, this feeling right now is worth the membership fee on its own. Like the feeling that I can just leave my stuff there. Ah, uh, the feeling of like not yeah. even worry about yeah, it. Yeah, because at the library or wherever you don't get and that. And I, I actually was talking to someone else who was there once, and uh, and they they said the the same sort of thing that like yeah that that is such a relieving feeling to to be able to do that. And plus, I mean, like for one, it's it's that you have that everyone's there for the same kind of reason more or less, and so you're kind of all like no one's gonna be the type to go after your stuff, hopefully. And if they were, the place is, is well, well, um, monitored for like security purposes. And so it'd be very easy to find what happened. And so like that alone, that, that brings such a relief and, and not only just the relief of being able to leave it there and not worry about it, but it's also the fact that, well, I guess because of that, you can get up and go more often. Whereas before, um, like if if you're working from a coffee shop, it's like I feel like you can only stay there so long before you either have to leave or right. buy something else. And so it's like this. We talked about this several episodes ago, I think. But there's that feeling of like, oh, I need I need to stay here work longer. And I don't know. Maybe I should plan out. I'll go here and and get get a cup of coffee. Then I'll go here and have lunch. And then I'll stay there and then buy like a, a muffin later and then keep working there. And then maybe I'll go to the library at the end of the day or whatever. And obviously, like you can just work from home or just work from the library, not worry about this. But for me, this is something that I found myself doing a lot is like trying to plan all that out. And it was stressful and I just wanted something the same. And that's what a co-working space delivers. That's one of the things that a co-working space delivers. And it's so nice to just sit there and work all day. And I can get up and move different places within 
the space, but I I can just stay there all day and not feel guilty about it. And there is, I think, a certain power in like having a place you are when you work. Yeah. Like, um, a routine. Yeah, routine and structure. And I feel like I could totally be making this up, so don't take it for you know science or whatever, but I feel like I read somewhere that there have been studies done that that say your brain uh, does better work, you know, when it does work in the same place around the same time every day or something like that. Um, that could that could totally be like uh, you know corporate America trying to trick you into getting a job, but uh, <laughs> but I I I have found at least for myself like there is a certain power in in routine and structure and predictability for my work. I can if I can sort of just hunker down and get stuff done in the same place more or less every day, it does seem to go a little more smoothly, right? As opposed to like, oh, that coffee shop that I thought I was going to doesn't have any seats today, so I guess I'm going somewhere else. Oh, but they don't have, you know, a place that I can plug in my laptop and oh, it's at 15%, so now I have to go somewhere else and it just becomes like this whole I've had days like that where it's like, oh, I forgot my power cord, so I thought I was going to work for three hours and now I'm going to work for 20 minutes and then I have to go back home. It just becomes yes. like this whole ordeal. Yeah, I I think there's something true to that as well. So maybe it's not just, you know, corporate America funding these research <laughs> projects. But uh, yeah, there there's something to that routine. And not only like does the routine make it easier, but doing the routine is easier because when you have like a nine to five or whatever, that's also a routine and it probably helps you, you know, perform better. But I, I noticed this in the last couple of weeks sometime uh, when I was driving over to we, to the to the WeWork location where I'm at. And I just felt so like calm as I was driving there. And I, and I just had this realization that the fact that I'm choosing to go here makes all the difference. Like, had I been commuting to work, I would have been kind of like a little, I think, on edge or or just like a little, that feeling of like, oh, I'm going into work now. But I th- part of that, I think, comes from the the timing, like where you have to be there at a certain time. And it's like, okay, I have to leave at this time yeah. so I can be there by then. And there still is some of that. Like I want to plan out my day and oh, I'll try to be till we work by this time or whatever. But that's very a very very flexible or or soft goal sort of thing that I just wake up at whatever time I get ready and then I head over there and driving there is not even like nothing close to like a commute it's just like huh I'm just going somewhere for the (laughs) day and I just feel so happy about it and sometimes I'm even like looking forward to it because it's a nice place to be it's it's a vibrant and lively but not like overly so in a distracting way. I mean, it, it's just a, a pleasant location and I look forward to going there and sitting down and working. And that, that makes a huge difference on, on output, I yeah. think on, on work output. Yeah. Like getting out of your own way can this, uh, this is sort of coming full circle to the beginning of the conversation, but like getting out of your own way can be a huge way to give yourself motivation too, right? Like you, you only, have <clears throat> I also read now this I do know I read and it was scientifically shown that you only have a so much willpower in a day like between your sleep cycles and so uh, uh. every decision you make or every like frustration that you have chips away at that willpower and so if you like I said if you run into a bunch of uh, problems in the morning and it takes you a while to get settled or whatever 
you have less willpower to stick with a project that may be difficult uh, than you would if you just followed a routine, like you're saying, where you get up, you shower, you drive to WeWork, you, and you're like ready to go. And so I think there is this, in mm-hmm. terms of motivation, like I say, we're coming back to the, the first topic that you brought up today, but this self-motivation, like there are things you can do to sort of help that, promote that. Yeah, definitely. I think the fact that it's a pleasant place to be and the fact that it gives me a routine that I didn't have otherwise um, totally makes it worth it to to pay the membership fee. And that's why I'm happily starting another month. Yeah, I love it. And And also like talking again about this flexibility which i feel like i'm kicking a dead horse but um you can change that in a couple months like Mm -hmm. if if you don't like that if you don't like it like you didn't like jira (laughs) in a couple months then you can switch back to something else or you can try like you said there's another place there's other co-working places you looked at you could try those out but it sounds like you'll probably be sticking with this for a while oh you know i just thought of something yeah go for it oh sorry i didn't mean to interrupt quite so much as I did. Um, <laughs> I just thought of something I got to throw in about that Jira thing because it just struck me that I felt like, I mean, obviously it's not like people are going to go away with these feelings of if I don't set the record straight here. But I just thought of another thing with that. And it's there's sometimes, I think, a tendency when things aren't going well, like to you want to run away and and it's a tendency that sometimes is valid. Like this isn't going well. It's time mm, to change. Yeah. But sometimes it's it's something you need to to um, struggle with. And I fully admit that I could have been doing the the um, the less desirable form of that in terms of my last job. I feel somewhat justified because I knew I was going to be leaving anyway. That was a that was a for sure at that point. But I I do feel like had that not been the case that would have been the time to not just run away from the trouble, but to do more to either help shape it. Because I think that um, the environment we were in would have been conducive to that, to like me bringing input in and and trying to shape it. But I definitely had that feeling of like, no, this isn't working well. I'm going to run away. But it was justified in my case because I was already planning to, I mean, somewhat justified. Anyway, just had to throw that in there. <laughs> I'm glad you clarified. I think there's this natural fight or flight uh, when it comes even to our work, right? That mm. we just have thousands of years of evolution built into us to where uh, we either we can either stand our ground and and fight for, you know, maybe you know, like you said, improving it or making changes or fighting against something that we don't agree with, or we can run away from it. And I would say that even goes when you're working for yourself, like some big new opportunity or some big new problem or project comes your way, you can either stand there and do the hard work that it requires or you can run away. And sometimes, like you said, it is the right decision to walk away from it. Maybe not run away in fear at first blush, but like, (laughs) you know, to walk away from something that just doesn't make as much sense for your business right now. And other times you need to stand and like, face whatever it is no matter how hard it's going to be because you know ultimately it's going to help you in your business yeah i think you are better for it having having gone through that struggle and built something instead of just leaving it halfway built yeah i agree with that i think that's a fun way to wrap up this episode is there anything you're dying to talk about before we call it quits today speaking of running away yeah um (laughs) 
Um, no, I think I think that's a good place to end. Yeah. Okay, we'll wrap it up then. Thank you so much for for chatting today. Always a pleasure, of course. Yeah, thank you. Okay, perfect, man. Well, we will talk again soon. Thank you so much. Before we jump off the air, for the listeners, just a reminder that show notes for this episode, including a link, by the way, to WeWork, who is not a sponsor of this episode, but uh, who will give us, me and Andy, a tiny little kickback if you do end up joining WeWork through our recommendation link. Um, Andy highly recommends it, obviously. You've heard his praises of WeWork today. So you can find a link there at uh, freelancelifepodcast.com. You'll find also links and show notes from all of our other episodes. This episode, again, is sponsored by Neat. Thank you to Neat for your support of this episode. And uh, we would love to have you listen to some of our other podcasts. We're launching a new podcast. By the time this episode airs, it will already be live and on the internet. It's called Artist CEO. I really think you'll enjoy it. My Freelance Life is a production of Milo.co. You can learn more about us at M-I-L-L-O.co. If you do want to listen to those other podcasts I mentioned, you can visit Milo.co slash podcasts. Really easy. This show was edited, extra editing today actually, by Danny Gilman. You didn't hear all the times I messed up because Danny cut them out of the episode. So thank you, Danny. You can find more, uh, learn more about his work at echopodmedia.com. You can hire him there to edit your podcast as well. The theme music for this show is a song by Joaquin Carud called Road Trip. And we will talk to you next time on episode 28 of My Freelance Life. Thanks, Andy. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>